capeandcastle.com contributor Brandy Kelly. I'm your host of the newly revived Red Room Podcast, where we talk about everything Marvel Studios. And today, me and my lovely co-host Christine are going to talk about our theories on what's going to happen in WandaVision, and plus why we think X-Men Days of Future Past was a superior movie over X-Men Apocalypse. We're going to jump in our first topic of today. Me and Christine are going to be talking about our theories on what's going to happen in WandaVision, just so we can get the hype up when the show drops, whenever it drops. Hopefully, COVID-19 became long and gone. Just wear your mask. I know. <laughs> yeah, wear your mask, please. For real, for real, wear your mask. It's like, it's yeah, a serious thing. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to laugh, but it's like, for real. <laughs> like, yeah. common sense, people. I know. I'm just, I'm just like, guys, please, it's not that difficult. Just do it so we can get yeah. things back on track. For real. Uh, I uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> are they even done? Produ- like, are they not even done producing? Not producing. They're not even done re- filming yet, right? Yeah, they're not they're done filming yet. They have to stop everything. You know what I mean, guys? You guys need to wear your masks so then I can get my WandaVision <laughs> up and running. <laughs> I know. I want to see what's going to happen in it because there's so many fan theories. I just want to know what's going to happen. All right. So one of the first fan theories, like I'm reading on Screen Rant, and also I kind of figured that out too, mm-hmm. is like they were talking about this villain that's like like a leading threat, like kind of Thanos-sized villain. And they're kind of giving like hints that they're going to have that in WandaVision. So I'm curious who it's going to be because I never heard of this villain before. So He's kind of like Thanos, like a mad titan, godlike thing. And it's just like, I'm interested to see where this huh. is going to be going. So hopefully this is like a multi-universe type deal. And I'm so excited. Huh, okay. Because yeah. I know, I mean, we all know that Wanda's had issues with all these villains before. Like she was, she's always, if you think about it, like these main big bads, right? Wanda's always the one with the biggest problem. Oh yeah. If, oh, yeah. If you think about it, right? Like, because then she was like that with Ultron. Yeah. And for one thing I'm super excited about WandaVision is that we get to learn more about Wanda. I'm very excited to see, like, how they're going to go in depth with WandaVision. I know there's a couple confirmed stuff, but I want, like, is this one theory I'm looking at that they're going to confirm that she is going to, she'll be retconned as a mutant. So that... <laughs> It's just a fan theory, but yeah, I can see okay. them doing that. I said what as if, like, you know, like, it sounded like I was disappointed, but at the same time, <laughs> I kind of see that happening. Because, like, Phase 4 is basically a reboot of oh, yes. the entire universe, you know what I mean? Like, anything could possibly happen at this point, especially oh, if they're introducing multiverse and everything like that. Like, it's definitely something that could happen like it's not like it's not a possibility every anything is up in the cards right now it's just anything so i don't i wouldn't be surprised if they retconned everyone oh yes (laughs) and just did that but for sure (laughs) with wanda yeah i think i think that fan theory could be correct in the in the long haul maybe not right away but yeah i mean considering this is considering this is like uh, what an eight episode series or something i mean who knows if this is even gonna be like if it's a limited series or if it's, it's something that could go on for a while i don't think they announced that i don't know if i don't know if that's a thing but i mean if it's possible if it's gonna be like a long-term thing to where it's like you know every season there's new episodes 
then I can see that happening for sure. I feel like Elizabeth Olsen would be down for something like that. Oh, yes. She's amazing. I love her so much. Ah, me too. (laughs) That's an awesome fan theory, though. Whoever came up with that, kudos for you. No, like, I honestly thought the same thing, too, because since they have the rights to X-Men again, like, they can bought out Century Fox, so they can play with that. And I'm so, so excited. But I'm very curious on how, like, you know, in Age of Ultron, Quicksilver was killed by him. I'm very interested in seeing how they're going to do that in a way that right. kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's why I keep saying, like, you know how Evan Parker got recasted again? It's like, what is he playing? Like, what does this mean? <laughs> is he back as Quicksilver or, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what he's up to or I, I don't know what, I don't know why he, they called him back to do something. But, I know. Wait, what did I, I say? Evan Peters. I'm sorry. What did I say? <gasps> Parker. Uh, it's fine. Evan Peters. <laughs> I think I was thinking about uh, Peter Parker. My bad. <laughs> true, true. He kind of looks like a Peter Parker. I'm not going to lie. Evan Peters? A little bit. Yeah. A little oh, bit. Yeah. No, nobody can replace Tom Holland for me, though. Oh, <laughs> but, no. you know. Tom Holland is the best. They. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The one thing I can say about the MCU universe, they have great casting. Just going to say that. Great casting. Yeah. No, for sure. For <laughs> sure. I don't think I don't think I felt No, yeah. I think you're right. Like even as much as I as much as I I I think I said it before like in the in the previous episode how much I just didn't like the pairing between Wanda and Vision because of their the big ass age gap. Yeah. Like it, it bothers me, but Paul Bettany is perfect as Vision. Like that's the thing. Like that's per- he's perfect. He's perfect. I don't. I can't picture him being a different person. It's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't yeah. Do that would mess me up too much. I'm like, ah, yeah. this. Why you is that? Who did this? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who did this? I I would be so mad. But they also, another theory, they also teasing about this little girl named Monica. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and from what I'm reading, her mother calls her like ultra ego of Captain Marvel because she's telepathic. And that's very interesting. I never heard of her before. Oh, wait. She's the daughter of, there was this, uh, she had a fr- her friend in Captain Marvel. She had a daughter, and she's actually she was actually casted in WandaVision. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, see, this is what happens when like we're not caught up with everything because everything just halted. I know. <laughs> I forget. I'm, I'm forgetting all the shit. Hold on, give me one second. Let me look this up real quick. Okay. <laughs> I know for a fact. Okay, so Maria, like, I don't know if you did. You watch? You caught Captain Marvel though, right? I need to sit down and watch it because okay. my friends ruined the movie for me. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So Maria, her friend Maria had a daughter named Monica. And in that, okay, it's, I'm recalling it now. I remember they announced it in Comic-Con that she, that, that an older version of her daughter got casted for WandaVision. So that's actually a real theory, not a fake theory. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. But my question is, I don't know what the relation is going to be. 
That is true. Like, I'm very curious. Some like are saying that they're setting her up for a larger role in MCU for Avengers 5. So I don't know. So huh. they're saying more of like a supporting role because if they're setting up for like a bigger role, I'm I'm very curious. I'm very curious on that theory. Yeah. Okay. So doing more research as of right now, it looks like Monica is actually a superhero herself. So she was, oh yeah, I think you're right. You might be right. If anything, she might not just be a supporting role. She might be something bigger too, because eventually, you know how many characters went through the Avengers, like in the comics, like pretty much the entire Marvel (laughs) library has been an Avenger at some point in their lives. Oh yeah. Um, So she's definitely one of them it looks like and she looks like she was in next wave as well as ultimates which is which are teams that i i'm not really that familiar with i don't think i really read them but it looks like she's got some aliases and stuff too so she's definitely yeah she's definitely a superhero with powers with powers Ooh, i want to see this so bad Uh, yeah yeah like Uh. yeah (laughs) yeah now um, I have four more years for Avengers 5 to come out. Uh, if um, it ever comes out. That is true. <laughs> if it ever comes out. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm hoping it I'm still be. trying to recover, honestly, from, you know, losing the originals. But, like, yes. I honestly, like, I, I, I've said this before, like, Marvel is just a universe that could just keep going. That I, I know for the long term, I'll just keep watching it. So eventually I'll get over the fact that I'm never going to see some of these characters again. I know. <laughs> but so right now it's a raw subject getting into a new Avengers movie. But you know, down the line, I'm sure I'm going to be like, this is going to be sick. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> awesome. But, you know, right now I'm still, it's still pretty raw. <laughs> I understand that. I, I can't, I get you on that. I I get you on that. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> but not needless to say I am so excited now to know more about Monica like I didn't know that I just didn't I, I don't think they really said anything about it obviously they're tight-lipped so oh, yes. I, it just didn't make any sense to me as to why she would be in WandaVision to begin with and I think I said that when they announced that casting I was like oh this is interesting but why <laughs> I think I said that I was like oh this is interesting but why and then another, like, actually, like, on the subject, they actually announced Kat Denning's character from Thor. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on her name. Jane's assistant. What's her name? Um, oh, I can't think of her name. Jane. Col- I, no, not Jane. Um, Darcy. Darcy, yes. She's going to be on WandaVision, too. No way. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm so, curious. I don't know what the, yeah, I don't know what the relations are. <laughs> For any of this, but you know, <laughs> I feel like they're gonna try to do something because Darcy's pretty smart and she worked with Jane. Jane's like intelligent as heck. <laughs> yeah, and gonna... um, and Randall Park's character from Ant Man Two is gonna be in this show too. So, oh goodness! Yeah, there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of like they're just pulling from different movies and then I just don't know what the relation's gonna be so it's gonna be I don't know no idea no idea 
I feel like I kind of have a clue. Like, what if they're trying to try to bring back Vision in the show? That'll be interesting. Oh yeah, no, I that's for sure something I'm sure that they would try to do. Oh yes, oh yes, for I'm- sure. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't even doubt it. Like, it's not even just Vision. It's like whoever else died. I'm pretty sure they're all gonna try to bring them back at some capacity. Not necessarily for them to return full time, but just to yeah. like, make sure they're alive, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know? The one I want them to bring back the most is Gomorrah. I want Gomorrah back. Bring her back. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, I agree. Like I I obviously want Natasha back the most. But mm-hmm. Gamora, considering the fact that Guardians is still going on, you know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. still going on. I'm still expecting a volume three. Like it's 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 in the works. Like it's expected to be done. I don't want I don't want Peter I just don't want Peter to have a, a past version of his girl. It's just weird. I um, know. It, it it's yeah, it's I just want him to be <laughs> I just want him to be happy. Sweet. I want Starmora. I was, I want so, Star <laughs> I was so upset when that happened. I'm like, no, stop it. Why'd oh, you yeah. do this to me? Yeah, I didn't want her to die, let alone, you know, bring her back as the 2014 version. I'm like, it's rude. I know. I was so mad. I'm like, why? Okay, you killed her off. Why you bring her back as a 2014 version? Come on now. I was so mad. I wasn't happy with that part of it. Ugh. But I'm kind of interesting. Do you kind of remember this storyline called House of M? Yes. Okay. X-Men, I'm, right? X-Men, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so, oh my goodness. If they actually do that in this, well, eventually in the long run and in the series i would cry oh yeah i would cry because because they're like saying that you know scarlet witch loses her kids and can't cope with the grief so she uses her powers to manipulate the reality to bring them back which that is so cool i just love that girl i love her oh yeah oh my goodness that would be if that happens Cause like she's saying that like they're saying that that she'll tackle Doctor Strange after the events of WandaVision. Cause like you know Doctor Strange has the movie confirmed like in a multiverse of madness. I'm like, Marvel, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like opening the doors for everything. <laughs> I'm so excited because I'm just want to see them dive right into this. Make this happen. Make this happen. Ugh. Considering the fact that, like you said, they own them now. Like they own they're they're back to owning X-Men. I'm they can just easily throw them in at any time and that's the best part. Oh yes. I'm so excited for that. So good for that. Like I could just literally see like Wolverine anywhere. I know. Snap of a finger and I'm like, oh yes. I know. The only thing that I'm kind of like, I hope that Disney kind of keeps is the Deadpool rated R rating. That's the one thing I'm hoping to keep. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening, honestly. But I mean, well, unless they, the only thing that I can see them doing is if they keep it under the 20th century umbrella, 
True. And not, and not really necessarily put them under Marvel. But, I mean, honestly, like, for those of you guys who are confused as to what I'm just saying, like, <laughs> what I just said, I just, it, it, there's a difference with keeping a character R-rated, like Deadpool, but keeping him in its original studio umbrella, mm-hmm. then moving them to Mar- Marvel Studios, which is, like, a PG, PG-13 studio. Like, there's no, they don't show anything past PG-13 with Marvel movies. Uh, So, if they want to keep Deadpool how it is, I feel like the only way they can really do that is to keep him under the 20th century umbrella. Because no kid's going to want to see, or no kid's going to care and and bother to to see, like, you know, the connection with Deadpool and everything under Marvel Studios if it's under... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they're, I get they're not. Yeah, you know, like they're they're not gonna be like, oh, Marvel Studios, where's Deadpool? Like, clearly, yeah. like you know, kids can research. Like, they they know how to find these things, but they're not gonna they're not gonna immediately see Deadpool. I guess was what I'm trying to say. Like, if he was yeah. more associated with Marvel, yeah, um, and it's I feel like that's the only way that they can keep that that aspect alive. Otherwise, I think he would just have to be dumbed down to a PG-13 type. And I I don't want that either. No, I I will be mad if they ever do that. I'm like, no, this is not true to his character. We know. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him moving to Marvel Studios and keeping him R-rated. It's really just common practice, I guess. Like, I mean, he's always going to have an audience. Clearly, he did so well in the box office outside of Marvel. And so he's always going to have that audience, that loyal audience for him anyway. So there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing, I don't see it being a big deal, being all like Marvel Studios having their first R-rated film. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like Disney, Disney, Disney needs to realize it's not just, not just kids that they, that they contribute to like it's not just kids that they that their audience like their audience is not just kids it's just it's us like yeah our people like our age like your your age your generation my generation people older than me like it's just it's it's not just kids anymore or it never really was but you know you just have to you just have to realize like if these parents really don't want to see these like they don't want their kids to see our movies and don't take them that's what it is and you're always gonna have you're always gonna have an audience anyway, so I know. I don't know what you're worried about. <laughs> I know. Just make it R-rated. Doesn't matter. No. Like, yes, thank you. They did it with Logan. They made the film R-rated. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I see New Mutants being a R-rated type thing, maybe too, but I don't think they're gonna make it that point. I guess we'll find out today. I think we have a panel today. Or something. I don't know what's going on today. Okay. Okay. This is what this is what happens when Comic Con is at home, and I have no idea. Like, usually I'm paying attention. I'm like, oh, so what panels are today? You know, type thing. Because I'm usually I'm usually there. That's the problem. But I want to go so bad. At home, like, uh, (laughs) yeah. I want to go so bad. Oh my god, it's crowded. Oh goodness, it's crowded. San Diego or New York. San Diego, because I, Ooh. 
I live in California, so it's just a lot easier for me to to travel down there. Um, and for some reason, I I don't know. I hit the lottery with with Comic Con. I don't know how I do it, but I just I hit it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh sweet. If I'm not if I don't have a press pass, then I usually I usually hit the lottery, and I'm like, oh, I don't know how I do this, but it just happens, I guess. But recent years, I haven't really wanted to go. Because it's so crowded now. Like, it's just so hard to do stuff. So, I usually... I'm more into, like, the Disney Comic-Con... Or the, the Disney conventions now. Which oh, goes on every other year. And it's a lot easier for me to get in and do stuff that I want to do. Because um, yeah. they have more of a crowd, a crowd control than they do at San Diego. Ah, oh, that sucks, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, it's like, with San Diego, you know, like, like the big conventions like that, they have more than just Disney. So it's really just picking your battles, I guess. True. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know. But I'm going to say this one thing about R-rated superhero films. I feel, to me, okay, the PG-13 ones aren't bad. Like, I like that they can make a PG-13, but I feel like you can do so much more with R-rating. That's just personal preference. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, like, that's how I feel, too. Like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred, I, definitely. But I mean, there's a lot of a lot of these characters, though. Like, they they are they are definitely geared more towards the kids. Um, but like characters like Black Widow or like or Wanda, even, I feel like an R-rated film would be perfect. Oh, um, I would cry. Yeah, like honestly, like Black Widow is definitely like an adult character. Captain America, not so much. So I understand. Yeah, that that can stay the way it is. Iron Man too. You know, like I yeah. can I can understand that could stay the way it is. But like characters like Black Widow, it should be R rated. Yeah, but, you know, it that's very true. Like I feel like any mutant like with superpowers should be R rated because you they can go so much farther. Like Wanda mm -hmm. is super powerful. I could see her like, it'll, like if she ever gets like a big screen film, it'll be very trippy. <laughs> if she oh, ever gets, yeah, like that would be. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh yeah, and I've I've seen Elizabeth Olsen in like roles that are so adult, so she could totally do it. Oh yes, oh she yes, could totally do it. Like she's totally, she's totally like, yeah, yeah, she's fit for it for sure. Yeah, like. This is kind of like, okay, a theory I was thinking, like, what if they made Age of Ultron R-rated? That would be, <laughs> that, oh, I thought it was, that would be very going far. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's a hot, wild theory of mine, guys. It just, I'm like. They'd have to change a lot of that movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really need to, but like. Just little aspects of it, I guess, could have been R-rated. That's for sure. True. That's very true. But I'm very, like, do you, like, know it's kind of, like, it's going to be, like, a kind of, like, a sick, like, old-timey style of sitcom? Yeah. It, it looks like she's doing, it looks like she's going through the decades or something. Like, it's it's sort of similar to what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing right now. Huh. Um, They're doing time traveling. And it looks like Wanda's doing the same thing in a way. 
not really necessarily time traveling, but like I don't know, or maybe it is. I don't know. Like, uh-huh. but it looks it looks like she's going through different versions of herself, different versions of herself in different times of the of of life. Like you know, like it saw her. I saw her like in the fifties, and I saw her in like. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know that there's a. I know that there's a comic book that's similar to what they're doing in oh. WandaVision. I, oh God, I can't remember. For right right now, I can't remember what the title of that series is. I know one of our writers actually did an article on it, though. She wrote about it. Um, okay. So if we look back at our archives, um, if you guys look back at our archives as well. Um, you'll be able to see it. Like she, uh, ah, I can't remember what fucking comic book it is though. <laughs> but she wrote about it. I, I'll link it. I'll link it somewhere. <laughs> okay. Sounds if good. I ever find it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I know it's there. Um, but yeah, it's based on it's based on something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, but. Like, just one final thing I'm going to say before we switch over to our next topic that I have uh, so many things to say about it. I re- I'm very excited for WandaVision. I'm praying that we get it, hopefully in 2021, but I don't see it happening. If y'all, like, I, I just, I'm praying that it does, everything can get fast-tracked. But where things are looking, I don't know if we'll get it in 2021. Maybe in 2023, hopefully. I'm crossing my fingers. God, it's so long from now. I know. Uh, that, that made it even worse. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, that made it even worse. Uh, oh, okay. So, wait. Before before we move on to the next topic, I think I found it. It's actually Ooh. called It's actually called The Vision, and it's by Tom King. Oh, okay. So if you if you look up that if you look up that comic book series, it actually gives you a sense of what WandaVision is gonna be like. I I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So it's called The Vision by Tom King. Ooh, I'm about to read that. I'm gonna read that later today. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found um, the article. I was like, oh, I had to look. Ooh. But yeah, switching gears to our next topic, I'm going to say this is one thing I'm very passionate about. Why X-Men Days of Future Past was a superior film of X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, goodness. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I, okay, for one, I really loved seeing, I really loved how they used the new characters with the older character, with the older cast, like I love it how Wolverine went back in time to stop to stop Mystique from killing this dude. So I thought that was aspect was it pretty good. But what really sold me on the film was Patrick Stewart and I'm trying to think of his name. I it's slipping my mind now. Uh, can't think of his name. But with him, with his younger self like communicating with each other that part of that film was so I I literally cried I was like this is so beautiful but (laughs) yes I I, X-Men Apocalypse I'm gonna say this one thing I don't totally hate it but I felt that they should have 
left off with Days of Future Past because there are some events in Apocalypse that aren't, like, even though we know the films aren't comic accurate, but it, it just, some of the casting choices didn't set well with me. And it just, I don't know. Ugh. It's just, it's like opening a wound. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, my issue with the 20th century movies is, I think it's, I think to me, the it, it, I don't know, it's, it's the lack of, it's the lack of voice in the movies. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not the casting, but the casting was actually really good. There's a lot of people in these X-Men movies that I love, like mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence, Oscar Isaac, Rose Byrne, um, Sophie Turner, like Olivia Munn, those guys, I love them. Like, these are perfect castings to me, <laughs> and and casting is usually important to me. You know, like, I always, I always have to have, like, the perfect face for this perfect character. Otherwise, like, I'm not, I'm not really, like, I'm not really, like, bound to want to watch it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, when it comes to Marvel and, like, like growing up in comic books, obviously I'm going to watch it. But when it came to, like, the 20th century, like, X-Men movies and, and all that stuff, like, it, I, I watched them, but I didn't care for them. And I think it's just the lack of voice for me getting spoiled with the mcu like it really gave me perspective on how i want these marvel movies to be and i want them to be as connected as they are and the fact that they were they were coexisting in like separate universes almost it was just weird to me and then you know it's just it's not something that i it just wasn't something that was appealing to me and i if they if they had just used like the same writers, the same producers and everything for these twentieth century movies, I think it would have worked a little bit better for me, but they that's the thing they didn't. I don't think I don't think anybody involved in, in Marvel Studios was involved in these X Men movies because of the fact that they were separate properties. They weren't Disney properties altogether as they are now. But now that Kevin Feige has a handle on everything that same voice of Kevin Feige will be in future X-Men movies. And that's what I'm super excited about. But when I watched, they were okay to me. Like when I watched these movies, they were okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't, it just didn't resonate with me well. And I, I think it's just because of the storytelling and just the voice just wasn't there. Like Dark Phoenix would have, was a, like, I was so looking forward to that because I actually, I love Jean Grey. I love Sophie Turner. I love her character. I love mm-hmm. the fact that she got casted as that. And then everything that happened in that movie kind of just pissed me off. Um, oh my and, goodness, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of things that could have been done better. Um, and then, Killing off certain characters too, it just pissed me off too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I did not expect that. It, like I said, it's just it's the lack of voice. It's the lack of voice that that I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it just it's just not it's just not there. But it was too late already when Disney bought Twentieth Century because they already they were already in post production with Dark Phoenix and they couldn't really change it, so they had to just release it. And there was a reason why. There, there was a reason why it failed so bad. Just because oh, yeah. it was 
to me it was like I said it's just the lack of voice yeah um, but yeah that's just me <laughs> yeah I agree with you I, I really agree with you because Sophie Turner I really I liked her as Jean Grey even though I liked the old actress too I like both of them honestly Dark Phoenix mm-hmm. I was so hyped to see it seeing the yeah. stuff played out in it made me mad yeah 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 like I, oh I don't want to spoil it <laughs> It's like I was like for those who haven't seen it I don't I I'm sorry for even saying the fact that someone died <laughs> I know but like I I watched like the older X-Men films too but I wasn't really I didn't really resonate with them all too much but because I think it was just like a little bit past my time of when I was actually interested in it I guess <laughs> I watched them but it was only just because like you know it's like oh I know these characters and I didn't really I didn't really like soak it in I guess is what it is and then you know as I started getting more into like the like the superhero films and stuff is when X-Men Days of Future Past came out oh no first class I'm sorry first class was the first movie yeah Yeah. and that's when I started getting like excited because it's just like oh this is actually like generation of actors that I know kind of thing you know what I mean like it's not Mm -hmm. like I didn't know who like a huge Jackman is and who Patrick Stewart was, it's just, it was just that time where I just wasn't really that interested. I'm like, yeah, eh, all right. But you know, like, they started casting people that I actually knew, and that's, that's around the time when I actually, like, you know, this is what I want to do with life, like, I want to be doing movies, like, TV, all that stuff. So, it was around that time when I was just really super interested. I was like, oh, cool. Like, they got a new cast, and like you said, they, they actually interacted with the older cast, and that's what made it cool. So, it was a good start. And then, all of a sudden, it just, it felt like a J.J. Abrams to me. Like, it's a good start. And then it, like, just failed miserably at the end. Like, oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, that's it, exactly how I want to put it. I agree with you so much. Yeah. I, I guess because, like, I resonate with the older films so much because that's how I got into X-Men because I was, because I watched X-Men 2 and I was still, I still really love this film because mm-hmm. it got me into, interested in superheroes and the X-Men so much. I was like, yay. So I thought it was pretty interesting kind of seeing that was my first official superhero movie. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But with Days of Future Past, I really liked how they interacted with the old cast. You could see like new and old in it. And I really love that aspect. So with me, like with the 20th century films and with with me is Days of Future Past because I don't even consider apocalypse worth racking that into and especially dark phoenix i was so excited for, like I, like i said again i was so excited for that film and they just ruined it mm-hmm. yeah it just i hate when they like do different writers producers and all that even with i remember deadpool film another director directed the first one but with creative differences with ryan reynolds that he ended up leaving and they got a new director for Deadpool 2, which honestly, Deadpool 2 is my favorite one of the Deadpool series because it was a little bit more better in my perspective because to me, I don't see Deadpool having a love interest. I don't know. I just, I don't mm, see mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I see your point. Yeah, and when they, I'm nothing against Vanessa I mean she was great in Deadpool 1 but I just didn't see him having a love interest because you know how Deadpool is and it kind of seemed out of character of him a little bit 
But in the second film, you even though he kind of was, I felt they're trying to tease that. You know how I mean, like he was had a thing with I'm trying to think another girl on it. He has like a thing with multiple women. I'm like, I want to see that more side of Deadpool, like a Playboy type. Yeah, because I don't. I remember playing the video game. Like he would be attracted all these women and stuff. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. <laughs> I, could see that. I think that's a little bit more in character for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, to me, that's more Deadpool. I kind of, even though he still had like majority hits, like him cussing, him being extremely violent, him being extremely sarcastic, which I love, but I just didn't like the fact that he had a love interest. I didn't care for it either, to be honest. <laughs> so when it killed her off in the second film, I felt like, okay, this is better. <laughs> I feel bad. Like, I just, yeah. No, I I kind of agree with you because that's how I felt with the Bourne series. The Bourne series. Have you seen you seen Jason Bourne? I have. Yes. Yeah. So like when he had that love interest in the first movie, it was a little bit weird to me. Because he's like, it it kind of just took away from. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the biggest big deal ever, but it kind of took away from the idea of what the story was really about of him getting his memories back and all that stuff. <laughs> and then when he, when they killed her off in the second film, and I was like, oh, this is where the, this is where it starts, kind of thing. Like it just got me kind of excited. Like, okay, this is it. This is where it starts. It felt a little slow to me. That's what it was like in the first film, because yes. it was just it was there was a lot of things going on, and I was like, "Wait, is he trying to get a romance, or is he trying to try, try to figure out who the fuck he is?" Like, um, <laughs> and then the second film started rolling, and it's like, "Oh, he's starting to remember who he is, and like he's trying to get back to where he was and all that stuff." And he avenged her at the same time, but it, it was just all about him trying to find his footing again and just trying to figure out who the fuck he was and I was like yeah. oh he's great so <laughs> I, I get you <laughs> I get yeah you. <laughs> I just and also I'm very happy Ryan Reynolds really loves the character Deadpool he's very passionate about it and he wants this character be to be right so that's one thing yeah. I have respect for him for I'm like yes make sure this character's right. That's one of my biggest... I don't care if you change a couple things, but if it, it seems out of character, I just... it No. No, I agree. And, <laughs> like, and that's another thing, too, though, like, as we were talking about, like, how Deadpool should just... If he would... If he won't... If he has to stay at a different, like, studio umbrella in order to be a rated R film, I kind of don't want that to happen at the same time because it's just... He's now connected... With all these characters and all these other movies, and I would want to see Deadpool associated with all these people. So, yeah. if he were to stay in the 20th umbrella, and you know, while everybody else moves to Marvel Studios, like it's obviously not gonna tie in with him, and that's not fair for him. Because I, I'd wanna, I want him to associate himself with like Thor, with Guardians. Like, you know how fun that would be. Oh my goodness, yes, that would. You be know, so like. It'd be so fun to see that, and I wish, but you know, yeah, it's it's really just like you really just have to pick. Like, is it really a big deal if it's not rated R? 
in as compared yeah. to like if he you know doesn't get to interact with the rest of the characters kind of thing you know what I mean like yeah kind of just have to choose I guess That's true. <laughs> they could make it a little bit like you know they could keep them in character but just tone it down a little bit I guess yeah that's one thing my friend said he said that if they're gonna make him pg-13 make him aware of the pg-13 rating yeah (laughs) yeah that i mean it's gonna suck but it's gonna suck but at the same time it's like if i have to sacrifice it in order for him to be with the rest of the gang gotta do it yeah i just like okay okay i just gotta see how they're (laughs) gonna do it yeah they just have to do it right yeah, I sure. I'm, I trust Marvel with their writing mm-hmm. on characters. Yeah, that's if it was 20th Century Fox, I wouldn't trust their writing with characters. <laughs> Just being honest, because uh, uh, I mean, I do I have a love hate relationship with 20th Century Fox. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, clearly. Which is why I'm glad that, you know, all the all the all the characters and films that need to be moved over to Marvel are getting moved. So Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm honestly I might end up rewatching Dark Phoenix just to see what all happens in it. Yeah, I I well it's on Disney Plus now, right? All yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. So I mean yeah, the other day I was like, oh, I think it was just yesterday. I, I started seeing like, because I, I was trying to change my avatar on Disney Plus. <laughs> I was like, I'm a little bit over uh, Star Wars at the moment. So I changed it and then I saw that like they had the, the X-Men icons. I was like, ooh, official now, huh? Yes. Like we they actually really own them now. <laughs> it was great. Yes. <laughs> like that was the thing that got me like, oh, they actually really own them. Because <laughs> oh they got X-Men icons. <laughs> yes. I'm so, I'm so happy that they officially owned them because marvel's gonna do the x-men right i'm very excited about that i'm i don't know I'm very yeah excited. yeah no i have so much faith in marvel i know <laughs> so much faith that i'm just like yes they're gonna do them right yes, so much right. faith like I, I i just kevin feige is a freaking genius like he's just he's good like he understands these characters yes. so much and i you know, like he's done so many. He's done a few Marvel stuff in the past before Marvel Studios was even a thing, and he got a lot of that stuff right. And this was this was before he was actually like the head hunch and was just like, you know, just 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 another name and like a list of names. But he was important enough, kind of thing. So so we knew that he had some input, but that's that's just how we're learning about these characters. It's like he. He knows he knows what people would want and he knows how people would want it and he's helping cast these perfect people for him and it's just it's just so exciting. Yeah, I mean Kevin is such a like he that's one thing I love about someone that cares so much about their writing and their characters is that they will make sure they're hundred percent right. But the audience will love them. Like and also at the end of the day you have to love what you write and what you trying to put out there too. Right. Because if you don't love it, then what's the point of making it, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's kinda rare to see the same person involved in such a big ass universe like that. Like Yes. You know what I mean? Like 
I don't know. I'm not familiar with like DCEU. I'm not familiar with who the heads are over there in that with DC and everything. So I don't know if they're exactly like the MCU that they have a president that, you know, like oversees everything like Kevin Feige. So I'm not, I'm not super familiar. If, if they are, then I'm sorry, but they're not really, I don't know. Like it's not as, it's not as, not as consistent, I guess. Like the, yeah. the, the continuity of the DCEU is not as good as the MCU to me. And so like it takes so much talent for some one person to handle what how many movies were there like how many movies are there now like 20 something yes 20 something like it that's ridiculous (laughs) and then if you if you add like if you add being executive producer to some of the the marvel tv shows that they try to do before everything started failing with marvel tv that's a lot of things to handle like even though you got other people overseeing it for you, but you're still the head that you're just like giving the final okay for everything. So it's just yeah. like, dude, to have you have such a big brain or something to be able to do that. He does. And one quick thing, I am familiar with the DCU universe because I love. I'm I'm weird. I love both Marvel and DC. But the one That's thing not I'm- weird. <laughs> That's not weird. That's just me being. That's just me being biased. I'm just like, no, I'm pro Disney. I'm just pro Disney. That's what it is. Like, I'm pro oh, Disney. But like, I I don't not love the DCEU. Like, there are certain things I love. Wonder Woman. Yeah, you can just like you can pull me to watching that movie anytime. Like, I love Wonder Woman. I love Patty Jenkins. Like, she did such a good ass job with that with that movie and I'm so looking forward to 1984 like I am so looking forward to that so much like as much as I love the as much as I love the MCU that's how much I'm looking forward to it and I loved Aquaman I actually did so that's a yeah that's that's like a it's not I'm not I'm in the minority there when it comes to Mm -hmm. Aquaman but like I loved it. Like it was actually a good story. It wasn't just because I love Jason Momoa, but like it was a it was a good they they did it right. Like they did it pretty yeah. right. And I don't yeah. feel that way all the time with DCU. It always rubbed me off wrong and I'm like, uh, this sucks. Like I don't like I this. Know. <laughs> uh God, yeah. So something very and like very like he was right on it. He said that they do individual movies right, but when they do it, try to do it all together, it just comes out bad. Terrible. Yeah, Justice League was horrible. Oh my gosh. I could not get through bad. it. Like, Justice League does not, yo. Oh my goodness. It was so bad. I literally, I tried watching it. I had to turn the TV because it just was so bad. And yeah, really the Snyder's cut was better. So I'm going to watch that cut version of it. Cause they switched I'm directors. Hearing that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm that. and apparently the one that took over was a horrible person. Apparently, what I'm hearing from the actor that played Cyborg, and it was so many things going on on set. I, I would just yeah, no actor should, no crew or actor should go through that, and just bother me. Really oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah, when whenever that Snyder that that Snyder cut releases, I probably will watch that. Just just curious because of how bad it was when I watched it the first time. I was just like, kind of, I couldn't even get through it. That's how bad it was. I know. I I, I like, literally couldn't get through the beginning. 
I could not get through it. It was it felt like it felt like the new Fantastic Four to me where I just like I shut it off like after ten minutes I'm like, Oh I can't this is just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. The Fantastic Four movie reboot was terrible. It was just absolutely terrible. Seriously. <laughs> I think I think this is gonna be a thing, like a daily thing where you and I are just gonna be like, God, the Fantastic Four was just so bad. <laughs> we said that we said that last episode. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the truth though. I I sat there and watched the entire thing. Oh God, <laughs> I was like, I wasted. Yeah, right now. I I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I can't believe I did it either because I wanted to see if they like did it right, and they mm, yeah. did so bad. Right, I know. The only thing I like, they introduced the character Doctor Doom, but it just no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but to get back on subject, I'm just gonna say my final thoughts about comparing Days of Future Past and X Men Apocalypse. I felt I heard many people, some people say that they loved Days of Future Past so much because they got to see the old cast with the new cast, and they thought it was the better movie. And with mm. Apocalypse, it just went downhill. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, Days of Future Past was not that bad. It yeah. wasn't. And then, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a trilogy that I was just like super looking forward to, but it was something I would have watched. And then that's what happened with Dark Phoenix. I was so excited for it because the trailer actually looked really good. And then the movie came along and I was like, no. Just now, yeah, I hate yeah. that so much. They and the trailer sucks. was so good, but when you actually watch the movie, it yeah. sucks. I know it sucks so bad. I felt so bad for all the actors. I, like, I, know. I know. I literally was going on a rant a couple of days ago. I'm said like, there's one thing I hate is deceitful marketing. That's one thing I hate. If the direct okay, my thing is if the director and someone else says, okay, this is actually a good trailer, accurate to the film, I'm okay with that. But if they both aren't saying anything and you don't see the trailer, I'm like, are you just trying to get people to come in and watch this movie so you can make money off of it? And you know, this movie's crap. Right. <laughs> I tell you, I hate like not truthful marketing. That's one thing I can't stand. Mm-mm. yeah for sure oh yes but for sure yeah well that wraps up in everything i wanted to say <laughs> yeah same <laughs> yeah <laughs> well guys that wraps up episode two of the red room podcast i'm capingcastle.com contributor brandy kelly if you guys like to follow us on social media my twitter username is at brandy kelly 96 and you can find me christine on twitter at christine sinon c-e-n-o-n Hope to see you guys next month on episode three of the Red Room Podcast. Hope you guys have a great day out there.